The Leslie Marshall Show, a true democracy in talk radio. Of, for, and by you, the people. Welcome to the Leslie Marshall Show. This is Mark Grimaldi joining you for the next hour before Leslie returns from 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern, just as we usually do on Tuesdays. I am joined every Tuesday by great friend of the show, Brad Bannon. Brad, you can hear on with myself, uh, Mark Grimaldi, uh, Tuesdays from 3 to 4 p.m. Eastern, and then you can hear him with Leslie Fridays from 4 to 5 p.m. Eastern, but a lot of the time 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Brad, for those of you uh, who don't know, runs Bannon Communications Research, a polling message development and media firm which helps labor unions, progressive issue groups, and Democratic candidates win public affairs and political campaigns. Brad is also a senior advisor to and contributing editor for the website Tiller4U.com. That's T-I-L-L-E-R, the number 4-Y-O-U.com which is the social media network for politics. He lectures in political science at Salem State University in Salem, Massachusetts, and he's frequently interviewed by The Hill as a Democratic political expert. You can follow him on Twitter at Brad Bannon. That's B-R-A-D-B-A-N-N-O-N, a a great follow. If you'd like to follow me on Twitter, it's at Mark J. Grimaldi. That's M-A-R-K-J-G-R-I-M-A-L-D-I. Brad, happy Tuesday. It's great to have you back. Hey, Mark, how are you doing this week? I am uh, hanging in there. I see you guys. Uh, you, I know, Brad, you're a big Boston Red Sox fan. You must be celebrating the acquisition of uh, White Sox ace uh, Chris Sale. Some good news for you guys there today. Yeah, it is. Uh, we had to trade a, a boat le- boatload of minor league prospects to get him. Uh, but now with the uh, Cy Young winner, Rick Porcello, David Price, and Chris Sale, we have a formidable uh, starting rotation. Yeah, it's like uh, you guys are reminding me of my my team, the Yankees, years ago, getting all these uh, high end guys, but uh, you know, getting rid of the prospects. And the Yankees have flipped the script, and now they're the ones uh, trying to stockpile prospects. It's like uh, I don't know, it's like a flip flop. But uh, we will see. We'll definitely uh, look forward to some baseball this spring. But in the meantime. We have a ton to talk about, and uh, I want to start with uh, an article, if uh, you don't mind, Brad, and then get your take after the uh, the first break. Um, Brad is going to give us his take on this piece, and we want to get your take as well by Brian Bender and Andrew Hanna of Politico uh, that came out yesterday entitled Flynn Under Fire for Fake News. Uh, as Donald Trump's national security advisor, Retired Army Lieutenant General Michael Flynn will have to advise the president of the veracity of foreign and domestic threats, separating those that require immediate policy action from propaganda or misinformation. But Flynn Flynn himself has used social media to promote a series of outrageous conspiracy theories about Hillary Clinton, President Barack Obama, and their inner circles in recent months, pushing dubious factoids at least 16 times since August 9th, according to a Politico review of his Twitter posts. Flynn, 
who has 106,000 Twitter followers, has used the platform to retweet accusations that Clinton is involved with child sex trafficking and has, quote, secretly waged war on the Catholic Church, as well as charges that Obama is a, quote, jihadi who, quote, laundered money for Muslim terrorists. Now some say Flynn's fondness for spreading fake news casts doubt on his fitness to serve as the White House National Security Advisor, suggesting that he either can't spot a blatant falsehood or is just ideologically or is just too ideologically bent to believe the worst of his perceived enemies. The flak began flying anew after Sunday's shooting at a Washington pizza restaurant that had been targeted by false Internet-fed rumors accusing it of being the epicenter of a satanic child-trafficking conspiracy involving Clinton and her allies. Flynn had twice used Twitter to promote similar, only slightly less outrageous hoaxes in the past month, including a claim that Clinton's campaign manager takes part in occult rituals in which bodily fluids are consumed. Those were far from isolated tweets for Flynn, the former head of the Defense Intelligence Agency. In the vast majority of instances in the past four months, he was passing along other people's conspiratorial tweets instead of casting them in his own voice. In one example, he retweeted a post about a Fox News story claiming that the Army had identified Clinton as an, quote, insider threat. Another time, he reposted a tweet by someone named Eagle Wings about an alleged United States one-world government plot called Agenda 21. Trump himself has faced criticism for his use of social media to spread misinformation, including his evidence-free claim that millions of people had voted illegally in the November 8th election. But this kind of rumor-mongering is especially beyond the pale for someone who will have the next president's ear, said former State Department policy advisor Peter Singer, one of many people who publicly lambasted Flynn after Sunday's shooting. Quote, we are not talking about policy toward China or Russia, Singer, now a national security strategist at the think tank New America, said in an interview yesterday. Quote, we are are talking about some of the most bizarre conspiracy theories out there. We are down the rabbit hole. How can you take him seriously when he is discussing people in D.C. drinking human blood? It is exasperating. Representative Adam Schiff of California, the top Democrat on the House Intelligence Committee, said late Monday that while nobody was injured in the shooting, the, the conspiracy theories spread on social media had, quote, come close to having deadly results. Quote, it is incumbent on Trump, his nominee for National Security Advisor General Flynn, and his entire team to disavow these falsehoods and conspiracy theories, Schiff said. They will soon have a country to run, and God help us if they conduct the nation's affairs like their transition without the willingness or ability to separate fact from fiction. Singer and others stress that the position of National Security Advisor, which does not require Senate confirmation, quote, is one of, if not the most important national security roles. It is a role that has been occupied by a history of thoughtful and sober thinkers, whether you are right or left, he said. The advisor serves as the primary counselor to the president on defense and foreign matters, running a 400-person staff in the White House that acts as the filter for the Pentagon, the State Department, and intelligence and other security agencies, as well as the implementer of the president's policy. Well-known individuals who have held the post include Henry Kissinger, Colin Powell, Brent Scowcroft, and Zbigniew Brzezinski. Even one of Flynn's former military colleagues expressed puzzlement yesterday at the dark turn his pronouncements on social media have taken. Quote, that is not typically the behavior of someone who needs the necessary sobriety to advise the president on the most critical matters facing the nation, said the former military official who worked with Flynn every day for more than a year in Afghanistan. Quote, that is not the Mike Flynn I once knew, added the former military official who asked not to be identified because he currently holds a government position. Quote, while he was given... 
to reacting on a gut rather than fact. This represents a departure from the intellectual rigor he demanded of those around him. Flynn did not respond to several requests to be interviewed for the story. The Trump transition office also did not respond to requests for comment. But Graham Plaster, a retired Navy officer and one of Flynn's acolytes in military intelligence, defended the general's social media habits, contending that sharing false information doesn't necessarily mean he believes it. Wow. Quote, anything that gets retweeted or shared is done casually, he said in an interview. Anyone who assumed more than that is walking on ice. Twitter is a different context than reading a speech, and in some cases things are taken out of context based on how limited the character count is. There is no opportunity to explain yourself. Well, maybe then don't retweet it. Still, calls grew yesterday for Trump to rethink his choice following the shooting at Comet Ping Pong, a family eatery and concert space that has been the center of the child sex ring hysteria. The restaurant's owner, James Alifantes, is a former romantic partner of pro-Clinton political activist David Brock, a longtime lightning rod for the right, according to the New York Times. Quote, while deserving respect for the time he has served our country in uniform, we feel General Flynn is unfit for serving in this critical post. A collection of 53 organizations representing Muslim and other religious and human rights groups wrote to Trump yesterday, quote, his appointment will damage America's standing in the world and pose a threat to our national security. While not referring specifically to the pizza conspiracy theory, the groups asserted that, quote, General Flynn has repeatedly made Islamophobic statements and peddled anti-Muslim conspiracy theories, including his much noted comment earlier this year that, quote, Fear of Muslims is rational, rational in all caps. The groups also pointed to a, quote, blatantly anti-Semitic tweet that Flynn apologized for in July after he retweeted a post critical of CNN that included the words, not anymore, Jews. Wow. The Obama White House took a swipe yesterday at the traffic and conspiracy theories without referring to Flynn by name. Quote, this is uh, Press Secretary Josh Earnest. Quote, we all hold a responsibility, regardless of whether or not we are planning to serve in a government position or if one of our family members is planning to serve in a government position, that we shouldn't be propagating false things that could inspire violence. There's probably some overlap with the golden rule there, I think somewhere, that may be worth considering. Flynn didn't specifically promote the Comet Ping Pong rumors on Twitter, although he promoted related conspiracy theories that were nearly as lurid. In one tweet on November 2nd, Flynn promoted a, quote, must-read post from a website called True Pundit, alleging that emails found on a laptop owned by former Representative Anthony Weiner, the husband of top Clinton aide Huma Abedin, contained enough evidence to, quote, put Hillary and her crew away for life for crimes including, quote, child exploitation and, quote, sex crimes with minors. Flynn wrote, you decide. But no such emails have ever surfaced. Two days later, Flynn posted a tweet containing the hashtag spirit cooking, a reference to a bizarre rumor alleging that Clinton's campaign manager, John Podesta, took part in occult rituals in which people consume blood and other bodily fluids. That rumor, based on a wild reading of some Podesta emails that had been released by WikiLeaks, also took off on websites such as the Drudge Report and Infowars, run by Trump-supporting conspiracy theorist Alex Jones. The hashtag spirit cooking rumor soon morphed into the hashtag Pizzagate conspiracy theory involving Comet Ping Pong, which alleges that virtually the entire D.C. establishment, including the Clintons, Obama, law enforcement, and the media, is involved with or covering up a satanic plot to traffic and sexually abuse and murder children. The debunked allegations have led to death threats and harassment against the restaurant and others associated with Comet, including owners of neighboring businesses and indie musicians who play concerts in the pizzeria's back room. While Flynn never promoted the pizza rumors himself, his son, Michael Flynn Jr., has done so directly, including Sunday night. This is what he tweeted. Until Pizzagate 
proven to be false, I'll, it'll remain a story, tweeted the younger Flynn, who has been working for his father's international consulting firm. Quote, the left seems to forget Podesta emails and the many coincidences, coincidences tied to it. While the Flynns are in the fake news spotlight now, one author on the topic says the influence of conspiracy uh, theories in U.S. politics dates back to the uh, American Revolution. Nonetheless, he said the trend can go too far, especially given Trump's own track record. Quote, if you have a conspiracy theorist in the White House, you probably don't need any more in the inner circle. The former military officer who knows Flynn well suggested that his former boss may have a proclivity for misinformation because of his long career in secret intelligence. Quote, he also fancies himself as someone who is skilled at as manipulation of actual fact in order to affect movement downstream, the ex-officer said, recalling that the U.S. military strategy in Afghanistan included spreading false information through the media to see how it might affect the enemy. Quote, if this is another example of his willingness to manipulate information in order to have a specific end goal, it would not be a complete departure, I suppose, the former officer said. What is most disconcerting to some is the influence Flynn will soon have in the White House. The National Security Advisor, quote, is the nexus where all the tools of foreign and national security policy come together, said David Rothkoff, editor of Foreign Policy magazine and author of Running the World, the inside story of the National Security Council and the Architects of American Power. Quote, this is the least experienced president in American history, Rothkoff added. That means that his advisors are more important than they have ever been. Getting balanced advice to the president is more important than ever. End quote. We're going to come back on your thoughts about Lieutenant General Michael Flynn, what he and his son are doing, how it almost cost people their lives Sunday, and whether or not you think he should be our top intelligence officer in the United States, the National Security Advisor. If you'd like to join us, you can do so at 8886 Leslie. That's 888-653-7543. This is Mark Romaldi and Brad Bannon in for Leslie Marshall, and we will be right back after this quick commercial break. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of truth. The Leslie Marshall Show, 888-6-LESLIE. Show Mark Grimaldi and Brad Bannon in for Leslie Marshall. So, Brad, uh, I know you're familiar with this information, and now our audience has been updated. It's already been documented how fake news helped get Donald Trump elected. Now it nearly got people killed on Sunday. How do we stop this, Brad? Well, uh, all you can do is uh, call, uh, you know, call out people for this thing. I mean, the internet is the genie. Uh, we've let it out of the bottle, uh, and sadly, uh, there's no stopping it. Uh, when I uh, first started hearing these stories about fake uh, news, I uh, remembered a scene in one of my favorite movies, uh, All the President's Men, which is about the Washington Post uh, reporting of the Watergate scandal. And in one scene, uh, the dynamic duo of reporters, Woodward and Bernstein, played by uh, Dustin Hoffman and Robert Redford, come into their editor's office uh, 
have a real hot scoop um, about uh, the White House using influence to stop an investigation of the Watergate burglary. And after they make their pitch to uh, the editor, uh, they the editor stops and say, "Okay, how many sources do you have for this?" And uh, Woodward uh, uh, Woodward uh, says one, uh, and the editor says, "Is this the garage freak you hang out with and talk to <laughs> on the sly?" And he said yes. And his answer, his next, the editor's uh, recommendation was simple. Come back when you have three sources, and then I'll think about printing it. Well, that sort of standard, which used to be the standard in journalism, is got completely blown away. Uh, now you're lucky if you get one source before something goes in the newspaper. Anything can go on the Internet because there's no one editing it. Uh, and uh, sadly, it just means that uh, people have to be a lot more attentive uh, to distinguish the difference. Uh, I... Uh, always give a uh, little uh, lecture to my political science class at the start of the semester. And the lecture is essentially, you may not think this stuff is important that's going on in Washington, but it, it is. And the reason why people can get away with murder in Washington, D.C., is because they know people aren't paying enough attention to tell the difference between the real news and the fake news. And that's a sad commentary, uh, but uh, it, is, uh, it is very important that people pay attention to this stuff so they can distinguish between the two. And sadly, uh, there are no editing controls on the Internet. Uh, you can put anything up there, and it will get circulated. Uh, and it just shows you how much we miss responsible journalism. So, uh, you know, you just got people just have to pay attention, because if you're not paying attention, people in Washington, D.C. can basically get away with murder, because they know people aren't paying attention, so they don't have a penalty to pay. That's a uh, really well said, Brad, and I think that's why you see the rise of sites like uh, PolitiFact, uh, FactCheck.org, and Snopes, and I think, you know, these sites are going to be taking on even more meaning going forward as we saw fake news, you know, admittedly pushed by the Rus Russians to help Donald Trump in this presidential campaign. Um, unfortunately, it, you know, we, a lot of us suspected that based on reports, but it officially came out, you know, Russia even admitted so after Donald Trump was elected. And now we have this fake news almost costing people their lives. Uh, we have a bunch of calls on the line. We're going to get to all of you after the break and get your take uh, on this subject and more. This is Mark Romaldi and Brad Bannon in for Leslie Marshall. Uh, we will talk to you after this break. Check out Brad on Twitter at Brad Bannon, B-R-A-D-B-A-N-N-O-N. We're with you for the next half hour, and then you get Leslie back from 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Leslie Marshall Show. This is Mark Grimaldi and Brad Bannon in for Leslie Marshall. We are going to go to your calls as promised. First, we go to Carol in Washington, D.C. Carol, thanks for joining us, and go ahead with your thoughts. Hi, how are you doing? Um, I, was, I feel compelled to call in because I have, I have been a patron of Comet Ping Pong. It's a really, really wonderful place. It's like so... 
So Common Ping Pong is right next door to a, a bookstore called um, Politics and Prose, which has a lot of speakers and um, people who write books. You know, they come in and speak, and so a lot of the people that go to listen to the speakers at, at Politics and Prose will go and have pizza next door at Comet Ping Pong. And not only that, it's a place where a lot of, they have a stage, and they have um, a lot of the local new music community, you know, uh, new bands, people that want to just kind of, you know, go out there and play will go there, and they have been super, super supportive of that community. And it just it breaks my heart that, you know, that this place, which is a local business, you know, owned by, you know, a, a really good couple who have been really open and supportive of the community, local, the D.C. community, all of a sudden it's been turned into this, craziness it, it, there is no there is nothing about this place that there's no way they have a they have ping pong tables they have a craft room that, and you know it's like it's just it's a family friendly place it's just it's it's an it's an all good the kind of place where you want to go you know in your neighborhood and it and, and i just it kills me that that it's been turned into this thing, and and I just you know it's it's hard for me. It, 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 no, I I, it, I feel you, and and I so appreciate you giving us this information because a lot of people already felt this way, but didn't have the personal information about it that you do, and it yeah. shows the damage that fake news does. I mean, first of all, first of all, somebody almost lost. Multiple people almost lost their lives because someone came in with an assault weapon. I know. And people, you know, just waiters and, you know, bus people and just people making just a barely a living wage based on a community, you know, somebody, a local business. This local yeah, business. I, I agree with Carol. I've been to uh, uh, Comet Pizza a few times, and it is a lovely place. Uh, yeah. It's the place you could hardly believe it's the focus of a sex trafficking ring, which is utterly ridiculous. Uh, and, by the way, I recommend the wings highly. It's crazy. It's it's insanity. It shows you and the damage, Carol and Brad and our listeners, that can be done when someone makes a completely baseless accusation in this swirl of rumor-based news where just anything regarding a political candidate this past election was breathlessly reported and then fact-checked later. But the, the problem mm -hmm. is, as you guys know, the fact-check doesn't nearly get as much attention as the initial rumor, the fact-check that proves it false, and the people who only saw the initial story still believe it to be true. And that's where the damage lies. That's where Brad said previously... You know, you would have to have multiple sources for something to be reported. And the Internet is a great thing, obviously. There's lots of great news sources on there, um, small, uh, you know, startup media companies or smaller companies that wouldn't maybe have access. Democracy to Democracy Now, Tom Hartman, yeah. tons of 
great, but, but the problem is then you have these fake sites that are coming out with news and the profit-driven you know, market that Facebook is trying to fix. So that's why I think it's incumbent upon us, as Brad said, Carol, as news consumers, to not only fact-check people when we see things wrong, don't be afraid of an argument. when you If so, you see something wrong, fact-check it, go on Snopes, go on factcheck.org, go on PolitiFact. And you know what? If you see a rumor and you don't find it anywhere, that's how those sites fact-check those things is you email them. You say, I, f- I found this or I got this email. They fact-check it, and then they share it with other people. So it is incumbent on us to be more discerning with you our know, news Mark, sources. Mark Twain said something once that I think is very appropriate here. Uh, Twain once wrote uh, that the the a lie gets halfway around the world while the truth is still tying its shoe uh, shoelaces. Uh, and, you know, this, you know, this reminds me you know, back in the 1950s where you could accuse somebody of being a communist, and that meant they were a communist. They'd lose exactly. jobs and stuff. Uh, you know, it's just, you know, there there are periods of hysteria in American political history. I think the Red Scare is a perfect example uh, where you have a bunch of nutballs who, you know, all of a sudden became powerful in the political process, uh, and they cause all sorts of havoc and hell. That's actually a great historical example, Brad, that many people, you know, didn't live through the era of McCarthyism, but they need to study history so it doesn't repeat itself. And that was a great example where someone could be baselessly accused of being a communist, and it would be reported that, you know, this person was accused of being a communist, and the, uh, they, they said they weren't, but then some people are thinking just because they were accused that they are, even though they deny it, and that that was the problem. It wasn't being fact-checked beforehand, and it was being reported as, well, one side says this, and one side says this. Uh, I want to move on to our next call. First of all, Carol, thank you so much for that call. We really appreciate it. Next, we're going to go to Michael in Amherst. Michael, thanks for joining us, and go ahead with your thoughts, please. Hi, uh, my name is Michael, and thank you very much for having me on. Absolutely. Um, there are two points I want to make about, uh, first, about the fake news. And a number of people were convinced by fake news that they could vote online. Not only was that piece of fake news causing them to think they could vote online, someone went to the trouble of creating a fake voting site for them to vote on, which, of course, meant their votes were absolutely worthless. Exactly. I saw that news um, shortly uh, before the election where that was being put out. And the problem is, like you said, you know, that's being put out and people are being confused by it. And it was purposefully done by the Russian government. I mean, that's what I think the biggest story of this election, honestly, being underreported, is that a foreign government meddled in our elections. And you would think that, I mean, imagine if this happened against Donald Trump and the Republican Party. Oh, the election is rigged! The election is rigged! You would have had investigations. Uh, you know, Jason uh, Chaffetz wouldn't have been able to, to get an investigative team together fast enough to investigate this. They would have been calling for a new election. I mean, just think about it. You know, I think there's a responsibility. I think, you know, Americans have to pay more attention to these things. Uh, most of you know, one of the reasons why Trump and his cronies can lie the way they do is that a lot of Americans don't pay enough attention to know that they're lying. That's you know, exactly they, right. you know, Donald Trump says something, and there's a good chunk of the American public who takes his word as gospel truth. 
Uh, and it's a sad commentary. You know, I, you can certainly blame uh, Donald Trump, uh, but there is a lot to blame here on the American public because they don't take the time and trouble uh, to pay enough attention to know what's true and what's false. Exactly. Like he said, he could shoot somebody in the middle of Fifth Avenue and he felt he wouldn't lose much support because people just already have their minds made up and it's, it's going to hurt them. Michael, are you still there? Yes, there's another point I wanted to make. Sure, go ahead. And that, well, real quick on the earlier point, it's also a problem with our education system. These people are yep. ignorant for a reason. It has to do with lack of federal funding for local schools. I agree. Now, going on to the other point, and that's about General Flynn and how he's so up for things like torture and, say, killing the infant families of someone who happens to be a terrorist. All right, on torture, it turns out that by using a technique known as positron emission tomography, that you can, by asking simple yes or no questions, you can tell if someone's lying or not. And um, this, it's very simple. You can zero in on the facts very quickly by simply asking yes or no questions. I agree. Sorry, just with the dog, we're going to have to put you on hold there, Michael, but thank you for your call. And it's been proven. I mean, we, we've seen the evidence that torture does not work. It produces false answers because people tell you what you want to hear, the way to actually get information reliably, as John McCain has said, is to use you know, traditional back-and-forth conversation, try to befriend the person, or use traditional law enforcement techniques. That is what gets you reliable information. We're going to move on to our next call, which is Jake in Eureka, California. Jake, thank you very much for your call. Nice to hear from you again. Please go ahead with your thoughts. Um, speaking of Lieutenant General Michael Flynn and his son, um, the fact that they're going to take Alex Jones seriously as a news source just shows you why Flynn was fired as head of the Defense Intelligence Agency. It's amazing that the so-called mainstream media has been so quiet about the reasons why Flynn was fired. He was fired because he was determined to be mentally unstable and could no longer hold the position. But now he's, he's, he's going to become a national security advisor. Give me a break. And, and, folks, we can fight back against fake news. For instance, if your local radio station is broadcasting Alex Jones' ridiculous radio show that is just 100% fake news, you can contact your local radio station and demand that that show be taken off there. There is no reason why any responsible radio station should be broadcasting Alex Jones at this point. Considering the fact that this Pizzagate situation is not the first time that an Alex Jones fan, that somebody from Jonestown, has gone on a shooting rampage based upon what they saw on Alex Jones' website. And Alex Jones, over the years, has repeatedly called, openly called, for violent action by his listeners. He is just blatantly calling for violent action, and the fact that it happens from time to time should not surprise anybody. I agree with you, and you're right. I've seen that happen with Rush Limbaugh when there was the uh, the move and the, the push to boycott him. If you call your local radio stations and if you call their advertisers, that's the other thing. You find out who advertises on his show. It's very easy to do. You just listen to the commercials, and you can directly contact the advertisers in your local stations and say that you will boycott those products unless it is taken off air. That is the power of the consumer. So a great point there by Jake. I want to um, next go to uh, Ishmael in Virginia, and I'm sorry. Andrew, which line is he on? Four. Okay, we are going to next go to uh, Ishmael. Ishmael, uh, go ahead with your thoughts. Thank you so much. My thought is that basically this is how fascism rises. Okay, this is how you how you make false news and get your supporters up up in wars and then basically committing crimes. And it doesn't even have to be true. All you have to do put something on the internet. It doesn't even have to be true. 
And it's really very, very disturbing. So my question to you both gentlemen, does social media, i.e. Facebook, Twitter, has any responsibility on this? I think that they do, uh, and I think that's why you see um, Facebook coming out after the election and, you know, Mark Zuckerberg saying, you know, he was defensive about it, but then you're seeing them try to cut back on or basically try to de-incentivize, which they need to do, the profit-driven basis of fake news because the way that it works is someone puts something out there and the more clicks it gets, the more money they're paid. So they are actually, you know, some of these people, it was not, you know, Russian misinformation. It was just people who were trying to make money and they would put the most outrageous things on Facebook because they knew it would get clicks so it's you know basically again you pressure facebook you contact them the same with twitter to get better about screening news on their social media networks which they have seen which thankfully they're talking about doing more seriously now but we need more action because this is what happens and again you know it's incumbent upon us to we actually have to take action to tell our family and friends and those who are we are friends with on social media when we see a falsehood it is up to us to talk about. Well, yeah, and I false. think this is why we need mainstream media. I mean, the reality is the Internet's always going to be the way it is because essentially if you start editing the Internet, all sorts of people are going to get upset because they say, well, you're not, you know, you're biased against the left, you're biased against the right, and the Internet is you know, is out there, and it's, you know, anybody can do anything, and it's going to be very difficult to stop that. What we do need uh, is mainstream media uh, who will look at the facts objectively, uh, you know, just like the Washington Post did. Okay, you think uh, there's a conspiracy in the Nixon White House to uh, uh, basically, uh, you know, get, make the uh, Watergate burglary go away? Well, fine. Go out and get me three sources, uh, three independent, reliable sources, and if you do that, I'll put the story in the front page of the Washington Post. We don't have that anymore, and it's a great loss to American democracy. And Americans, you know, have to force themselves to keep... You see, what I'm worried about is going to happen here is that I think the Trump administration is going to cause all sorts of disaster uh, in the next couple of years. And I think what's going to happen is Americans are going to say to themselves, God, I wish I had paid more attention uh, during the 2016 campaign uh, and did a little research to find out, you know, something about the history and background of the candidates. Uh, and, you know, I think a lot of people are going to be kicking themselves, you know, because they didn't. I think America, a lot of Americans are already kicking themselves. I wish I'd known more about Dunford learned more about Donald Trump before I voted for him. And sadly, the uh, media, mainstream media, is going out the door because of budget cuts, and that's just going to make uh, fake news even more prominent than it is today. So it's up to Americans to educate themselves uh, and read reliable uh, sources of information. And support print journalism like the New York Times and the Washington Post. I've seen people have admirable campaigns online to subscribe to them and contact them and tell them the reason that you're subscribing to them is you want serious news, you know, hard news, fact-based reporting. And if you already have a subscription to them, tell them you want that or you will 
cancel your subscription. Again, it's the power of the consumer, the power that we have. Uh, I want to play this audio clip going into break. Um, this is Trump surrogate Scotty Nell Hughes, uh, who uttered this jaw-dropping line last week on the Diane Rem show. One thing that has been interesting this entire campaign season to watch is that people that say facts are facts, they're not really facts. Everybody has a way. It's kind of like looking at ratings or looking at a glass of half full water. Everybody has a way of interpreting them to be the truth or not truth. There's no such thing, unfortunately, more of facts. Yeah, so I don't know how we have any political dialogue or a society at all if we can't agree that facts are facts. So I think Scotty Nell Hughes is wrong, and we need to tell her and others like that that they're wrong, that we want facts, and we need to hold these people's feet to the fire. Uh, This is Mark Romaldi and Brad Bannon in for Leslie Marshall. We'll be right back after this quick commercial break for our final segment. You're listening to The Leslie Marshall Show. Truth for all sides of the spectrum. 888-6-LESLIE. Welcome back to the Leslie Marshall Show. Mark Romaldi and Brad Bannon with you for one more segment before Leslie uh, returns for the final two hours of today's show. We go next to Reggie in Georgia. Reggie, good to hear from you. Uh, go ahead with your thoughts, please. Yes, uh, when did actually need journalist thoughts on the ethics out the window, when they believe this fake news thing, and you had this about this guy going up to the comic pizzeria with a 12-inch shotgun and an AR-15, and you're going to have NRA shields and commentators like a such a data loss to that who are going to defend the AR-15 saying that it's not an assault weapon and that it's semi-automatic. Well, you know? I think you have a couple issues you bring up, Reggie, which is the the fact that Brad said, you know, you, we need, um, and, and I'm happy to see, I agree with Brad, the Washington Post and other organizations calling this a, a conspiracy theory that has no, you know, that's been proven false in the stories about this. They're saying that right in the article, which, you know, is good, and it, ne- it needed to be been done a long time ago. Um, the gun issue is a whole other thing. I mean, you're right. I mean, that's another problem, and it's not going to get any better under a Donald Trump administration. The best chance we have there right now is through state action and referendums that we're seeing in some of the more progressive states. Yeah, and, states. you know, I think, the, you know, my guess is that unless we're very careful and start paying more attention to the news, this will get worse before it gets better. Because essentially what's happening now is since especially uh, younger people get their news on the Internet and not on television, or it's certainly not newspapers. Um, I have a millennial son uh, who uh, chuckles at me every time he catches me with with the real newspaper in my hand. He looks like I'm a dinosaur or something. Uh, But the reality is the Internet is getting the advertising dollars, and that's driving the Washington Post uh, and the New York Times uh, and the you know Wall Street Journal out of business. I mean, you can't pick up uh, if you read uh, at all. You probably see a story about newspaper layoffs every day. There's something like nine thousand fewer reporters now than there were uh, twenty years ago, and that means that. Uh, the reporters who left have to do double and triple duty and can't possibly do all the investigative reporting they want to do. I agree so, with you, Brad. Uh, unless, 
we're very careful and we start to discriminate uh, between news sources, this fake news thing is going to get completely out of hand. Uh, some people think it is already, and it probably is, but it's going to get worse because the mainstream media uh, is going out of business. The Internet is putting the mainstream media out of business, and so there are going to be fewer reliable news sources uh, for people to look at. It's something that we definitely have to be aware of. Like I said, if, even if you want to support them online, you can get digital subscriptions to great news organizations like uh, the Washington Post, New York Times. I encourage you to do so. This has been Mark Grimaldi and Brad Bannon in for Leslie Marshall. You can follow Brad on Twitter at Brad Bannon, and you can follow me at Mark J. Grimaldi. Leslie will be right back after this quick commercial break, joining you for the next two hours. Have a great afternoon.